Good morning and welcome to our morning service. Good to see you here this morning. Good to have the folks joining us on Zoom as well. Gary Kingsley will come now to uh, read the scripture and lead us in prayer, if you would, brother. Uh, Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Blessed be the name of the Lord, Jesus, the light of the world. Our scripture reading this morning is in Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16, on page 994, 994 in the Pew Bible, and again in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, page number 994. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it give it light unto all that are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see the good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, As we approach the throne of grace, my Lord, we can only bow our heads in humble adoration of who you are. For it is you in creation that created and said and spoke to us, let there be light in the darkness. And today, Lord, we have shined, you have shined your light in our hearts, Lord, that we are to reflect our Lord and Savior. We pray for peace, Lord. We are in dark times. Everywhere there is violence, Lord, you know, and we know, that there is no peace without the Prince of Peace when he comes. Lord, guard our hearts, light our hearts. Be with us and your family, Lord, your people today. Comfort them, be tender for their broken hearts, Lord. Guide them in all ways. We do pray, Heavenly Father, for healing of the sick among us and hope for the poor in spirit, relief for those who are in pain and in suffering. Be present with the ones that are being persecuted, Lord, in in faraway lands and ones that are here being persecuted. Lord God, remind us that no matter how hard the trial is or how hard times are you are there and you are present father and we thank you for this blessing shield us with your love shield us with the armor of god that we may shine your light the light of your son jesus christ amen again we want to welcome our brother gary and the lord bless as you open the word to us thank you let us pray heavenly father give us ears to hear and eyes to see and to open us the word today in the light of the Gospels. Lord God, let us be ready and with prepared minds to understand the scriptures and what they are saying. And Lord God, let the Spirit reveal your truth, that we may be watching to see the face of Jesus, the light of the world in this dark world. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Let me tell you, about an event that happened to me about 20 years ago. I was a national sales representative for a company traveling all over this beautiful country. August 14, 2003 had me in the big city of Toronto 
That afternoon, I finished visiting dealers on the outskirts of the city, and I was heading back to my hotel and noticed my gas gauge was low. I stopped at a gas station, and it was closed. I drove a little bit into the next gas station, and that one was closed also. But it had a sign there due to the blackout. That's strange. I turned on the radio for the news and found out that most of Ontario had a power outage and that where they were all in complete darkness. Driving back to that city, I noticed a strange thing in that concrete jungle where most people usually kept to themselves. Everyone was outside because their apartments were very hot with no, hot with no air condition. Most folks were friendly, having a conversation, chatting away, talking about the events that were happening. And the kids were playing outside and they were away from their screens. Everybody wanted to help. Some were directing traffic because of the lights were off. Some were pushing out of uh, cars that were out of gas from the middle of the road. There was kindness in the air, a spark of light, goodness in everyone. When evening came, I remember a man that was outside who was amazed at the night sky. He told me that he lived in Toronto all of his life, and this was the first time in darkness that he had seen the light of the stars. We both gazed with amazement, two unsaved souls in the dark looking at the glory of heavens above, asking ourselves, I wonder if there's more out there. I wonder if there's a God who created this beauty. But neither one of us at that time had any true light to share in this deep question. We spoke about the goodness of man that we've seen, and there was hope for humanity to save themselves, just to be interrupted with loud sirens and noises. A thick darkness of evil was in the air, reminding both of us where we were, and the reality said it was time to get into our rooms and lock the doors to be safe. The next day, I heard some power was coming on close to my home. So I decided to leave the hotel and take a chance to get back to Sudbury. I stopped at the first gas station in the city and noticed anger in people. The true nature of man had come out, his animal instinct, hunger, hungered for things needed just to survive. Thieves had carts of stuff. People were cursing and yelling. I was here first. The horns were blasting just to get in line to a gas station that had no gas. 24 hours had passed, and yesterday's spark of the light of man turned into darkness. That's when I knew I had to get out of there fast. After two hours of driving away from the city and five gas stations later, I finally stopped at a place that had power to serve me. I was really happy because I was getting close to empty. I observed and concluded three things that dark day, how suddenly darkness came into my world, how fast the light of man's heart turned into darkness, and how in the darkness of evil there is no hope in humanity to be the light of the world. Now today, 20 years later, I once again am observing, observing how suddenly darkness came into my world. But this time, with believers' eyes, trusting in the, the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, trying to discern 
that these are the last days talked about in the Bible because of the strange times that we are living in. I'm watching everybody labor, looking for some kind of normality of the past to bring them hope. People are trying to navigate, running to and fro without any compass to keep them to keep them where they're supposed to go. With the increase of knowledge and technology and the economy constantly, they're in fear of what the next change will be. Taking heed of these last two decades, I notice an increase in major crises with violence and war and murder, climate disasters, famine and pestilence, pestilence like COVID. You can't help but wonder if these are the beginning of sorrows that the Lord spoke about because certainly it looks like the signs of the times and it feels like the bird pains of commodities of suffering has been intensifying in discerning these dark times. I notice peculiar spirit of hate causing great division around the world. This fiery sword is cutting through the earth and through the heart of man, polarizing countries, people and dividing friends and family members against each other to pick sides. It doesn't matter if it's COVID, the vaccine, gender ID, politics, war, religion, or my life matters more than yours. The burning hatred and anger is causing much violence and bloodshed in the cities of every nation. The Bible tells us at that time when many will be offended and shall rise against each other in all the kingdoms. Now, Jesus warns us, but of the day and the hour no one knows, but not even the angels, but my Father only. But he continues with these words, Watch, as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. The day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Are you ready? Are you watching? It's getting dark out there. These days, it's incredible how fast the light of man heart turns into darkness. The whole world is full of violence and evil continually. People are without shame being filled with every imagination of thought of their hearts to do wicked and sexual immorality. They have become depraved in their thinking, calling evil good and good evil. They put darkness for light and light for darkness. Listen to this prophecy. Listen to what it says from Paul for a future society that sounds a lot like the world we're living in today. In 2 Timothy 3. But know this, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For man shall be lovers of their own selves, lovers of money, arrogant, boasters, abusive, foul-mouthed liars of disobedience to parents, ungrateful, unloving, unforgiven, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of what is good, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, goodness, but denying the power thereof. Yes, there is nothing new under the sun, and we should not be troubled because the time of the end is not yet, but we are to watch because the day of the Lord is like a thief in the night.
Are you ready? Are you watching? It's getting dark out there. Total. Today in the darkness of these evil times, I've noticed a rising of a new tower of Babel. The United Nation with its many different languages, but one voice to be the hope of humanity. They have been given a crown of authority to bring health and peace and security to all the nations. This one world government has the right to judge what is good and evil in the affairs of every nation on earth with consequences and actions to their demands. These humanists believe that man is the light of the world for the wellness of life, and they are the only hope for salvation. But all I see is Babylon of the past, With that same cry, let us make a name for ourselves without God. Has anybody been watching the news lately? How the world is divided but not united? How the darkness of evil is spreading war all over the world with rumors of greater ones? What about global warming? Every nation is perplexed about what to do with the surging sea and the roaring storms causing major disasters. The United Nations are confused under the pressure of the scorching heat melting the glaciers and burning the cities on earth. Luke 21, 26 says this in this prophecy, man's heart are failing them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. All nations of the earth will look to see the distress and darkness in the gloom and suffering of man and realize there is no hope in humanity, to be the light of the world. May they take heed of God's warning. The day of the Lord is like a thief in the night. Are you ready? Are you watching? Because it's getting dark out there. Now, Jesus warns us in Acts 1.7, It is not up to you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But in Matthew 24, 32, Jesus reminds us to be ready. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day on which the Lord will come. Brethren, about that time and that season of the last days, we do not know. And the Apostle Paul is very clear to be aware that the day of the Lord comes as the thief of the night. While people are saying peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them and as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, you are not of the darkness that this should take overtake you like a thief, but you are the children of light, the sons of day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness, but since we belong to This day, let us remain awake, being watchful, not to be deceived in this darkness of this wicked and adulterous generation. Put in the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of hope of our salvation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the light of the world. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Are you ready? Are you watching? It's getting dark out there. And Jesus is coming. Come to the light. This is my father's world.
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength and my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? His light is a lamp to my feet along my path, and his glory shines in the darkness. The beginning of light. In the beginning, God spoke the creation of heavens and earth into existence. And the earth was without form, void of life, And the Spirit of God moved, hovering over the deep, and God spoke, let there be light. And God's glory shined in the deep, void space, and darkness was separated from the light. And in the end of God's creation of all things and all life upon the earth, including Adam and Eve, whom the Lord breathed in them the life, and they became a living soul, God saw that it was good. The Spirit of God rested, dwelling with man, who gave, who he gave dominion to oversee the creation of all life while enjoying God's love and the light of his glory and grace. O oh Lord, the heavens declare your glory. If everything was good, what happened? Where did darkness come from? In Ephesians 6.12, it says this, For we do not wrestle, our struggles are not, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual hosts in the heavenly realms. The beginning of darkness was when rebellion against God by his created archangel Lucifer, who in his pride fell from God's grace when he wanted to ascend to the Most High, saying, I will be called God. Bible says in the book of Isaiah, How thou art fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, now calls Satan in his darkened estate, along with his followers of fallen angels, now called demons, were cast down to earth, These evil hosts brought darkness into the world, set out to be enemies of man to kill and destroy the humankind. In their departure from the glory of God, darkness was separated from the light. The beginning of deception was when a rebellion against man by this false light, Satan. This devil was filled with hate and jealousy for mankind, the apple of God's eye, and wanted to take over dominion of the Lord's creation to be the God of this world. The father lie was effective in his mission by masquerading a bringer of light to enlighten all humans. But in his trickeries of lies, our accuser was the bringer of transgression of the law, sin against God. Watch, therefore, and be not deceived, because the Bible warns us that Satan can transform himself in an angel of light, and in his minions can transform to be deceitful workers to bring darkness into this world and kill and destroy man. The beginning of death was when man sinned in their disobedience and their rebellion against God. The first humans in unbelief questioned God's word, 
truth, and authority. They became darkened in their understanding. And like so many today in their ignorance, they believed the lie that they won't die. And from that day forward, they live in the shadow of death and spiritually dead. In this rebellion of pride to be like the Most High, saying, I will be God, like God, knowing good and evil. And their eyes were open. And their eyes were open to shame of the sin. In their departure, darkness was separated from the light. Today, many like in the darkness are absent from the glory of God. Their hearts are hardened, covered in sin. And like Adam, they angrily blame God and everyone else for their trials and suffering. But the loving of darkness rather than light, they cannot escape the captivity of sin because their works are evil. The Bible says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other. Yes, with darkness there is rebellion, deception, and death. But with God there is judgment. God has appointed a day for Satan and his fallen angels. will be brought down into the deep pit and put into utter darkness. And many in this fallen world of sin with sin will awake to shame to everlasting darkness, separated from the light. And with God, there is a new day coming, with a light of promise. For God so loved the world that he gave a promise in his word to the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament, who foresaw the coming of dawn and of a day of salvation by an eternal light of mercy and comfort for them living without hope. Isaiah 9, 2 and Matthew 4, 16 says this, The people walked in darkness, have seen a great light. They that dwelled in a land of shadow and death, upon them had the light shined. The light of salvation, the kingdom of God in heaven is near you, Jesus spoke. I am the light of the world, he said in John 8, 12. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. For God so loved the world, in the shadow of death he gave his only Son, that whosoever believe him shall not perish, die, but have eternal life. We have heard in the scripture reading from Real, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Same as the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him nothing was made. And him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the Word became flesh, and that meant God with us. And Jesus preached repentance, forgiveness of sins to those who were in captivity. Come out of the darkness. Come out of the darkness and come to the light and be free. Living, he loved you. Dying, he saved you. Buried your sins far away. Rising, he justified before God. And one day is coming. Oh, glorious, glorious day. In 2 Corinthians 4, 6, 
God spoke and commanded, let your light shine out of darkness. May the light of his sign shine in your hearts to give the light of knowledge and the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You are the light of the world. We shine for this reason in Acts 26, 18, to open the eyes of unbelievers in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds who don't believe. Unless the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them, that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins, inheritance among those who believers sanctified by faith. We shine like in Romans 26, 23 says, to open the eyes of unbelievers that the wages of sin is death, that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, and that Christ died for our sins according to the Bible, and he was buried and was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, shall be saved. You shall be saved. This is my father's house. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. For the almighty God is the light, my light and my salvation. My sister and brother keep sending me these pictures every time there's a full moon or a nice moon. Or they send me the text and say, hey, did you see the moon? And, oh, that moon last night was pretty, wasn't it? Oh, my, it's beautiful. I smile. Because I know, just like many people in this world, many love to look at the brightest object in the dark sky and gaze at its beauty. That makes me wonder. Are we shining bright for Christ in this dark world? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And in Matthew, we just read, you are the light of the world. There is no light in the world apart from Jesus Christ and his light to be, is to be distributed into the darkness of every part of humanity. That his light is meant to be seen. It's meant to be seen in the dark world, so all can see it. Like the moon reflects the light of the sun, Christians must reflect the sun of God. And this analogy will be illustrated that as Christians, we are like moons. The moon is just a lifeless rock with no light of its own in the dark night. But when the sun shines upon that old rock, the reflection of the sunlight makes it the brightest object in the sky. We are similar to the moon because apart from Christ, we are dead and lifeless in this dark world. But in Christ, we have the light of the Holy Spirit, born again in this new life to shine Jesus in the darkness. As witnesses of this great light, we are to reflect the image of God to others, just like the moon. Just like the moon reflects the light of the sun above the earth. He commands us to shine a light of hope in the midst of a lost generation. Matthew 5, verse 14 continues like this. 
A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. If you're not reflecting the sunlight, what's in the way? The only way the moon can be blocked from the sunlight is when the earth gets in the way. When the earth gets between the sun and the moon, it's called a lunar eclipse. The earth's shadow hides the sunlight and, the dark, and it darkens the moon. When we as Christians, like the moon, are conformed to this world, the earth's shadow on our life is obscuring the view of the Son of God. Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Turn from the things of this world and set your eyes upon Jesus. Let your light shine before man. If you're not reflecting the sunlight, who's in the way? The only way the earth can be blocked from the sun source of light is when the moon gets in the way. When the moon passes from the sun and the earth, it's called a solar eclipse. The moon's shadow hides the sunlight from the earth, and we can't see. When we, as Christians, like the moon, reflects ourselves, we are casting shadow upon this world, hiding the view of the Son of God. In humility, repent of your pride. He must increase, and we must decrease. Let your light shine before man. In Matthew 5, verse 15, Neither do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, a basket. You are not reflecting the sunlight. Where is the way for people to find God? Which way are you reflecting the light of the Son of God to non-believers? Are lost souls gazing at your moonlight, looking at the sky of your life? through the lens of telescope, watching your conduct? Are they seeing Jesus as the center of your life? As the sun and in the sky is the center of the solar system? Maybe the world sees a little of him in your reflection, like a crescent moon. Are you hiding your love for Jesus inside of you, for yourself only willing to share the truth with a chosen few? Forgetting the rest because of your fear to be seen as his follower? Scared about what people are going to say? Are you putting your faith for Jesus under a bushel, a basket? Be cautious that your lamp is not fading away. The fear of man is, is lays as a snare, but whoever, whoever trusts the Lord is safe. Remember, nothing is hidden from his sight. Maybe you're reflecting like a half moon. The one side shines bright most of the time, trusting and loving Jesus as a Christian. But the other side is darkened, and your behavior changes depending on who you're with or where you are in the fear. You hide your fate under a basket, not one to be seen. And you're forgetting that nothing is hidden in God's sight. Matthew 5, verse 15 continues, But on a lampstand, it gives light to all that are in the house. Hopefully you're reflecting like a bright full moon, a radiant light in the darkness shining the love of Jesus, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. 
The Apostle Paul thought this, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, neither the world, but Jesus Christ as Lord. But now we are the light of the Lord. Therefore, let us live as children of the light, shining the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Matthew 5, verse 16 says this, Let your lights so shine before man that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Shining the light of Jesus. This reflection of your, reflection of your faith is manif manifested and seen by others by your testimony, by your witness of the power and the name of Jesus Christ. This is our Father's house, and as long as we live on this earth, we are to serve as ambassadors to the kingdom of heaven, delivering the good news and gospels to those who are in darkness, to come to the light and receive salvation, declaring peace with God and liberty to the captive oppressed by sin, and come to the light and receive forgiveness of sins. Decree victory in the work of Jesus at the cross and give hope to those walking in the shadow of death to wake up, O sleeper, and rise up from the dead and Christ will shine in you and come to the light and receive eternal life. Come to the light and see the face of Jesus Christ. Matthew 5, verse 16 says, Let your light shine before man that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, shining the fruit of the Spirit. This reflection of your faith is manifested and seen to all by our actions and our good deeds that we do in the world, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. With the Spirit guiding as a lamp before our feet, we are to let our light shine before all people in distress and who are lost, stumbling, in the dark. But we are reminded we are saved by grace, called out of the darkness by Christ to serve with our hearts and hands and feet for the glory of the Father, that many would come to the light and see the face of Jesus. What can I do? What can we do? First, we come to the light and we pray. Put everything in prayer, being anxious for nothing, but with thanksgiving and humbleness, letting our requests be made known to God the Father. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Let us be listening when comforting the sick and the weak, being respectful for the old, gentle with the frail and feeble, be tender to mend the brokenhearted, guide the children that they may come to the light and see the face of Jesus. Let us be lights in this community, a way for the lost in the darkness, hope for the poor in spirit and help for the needy, having mercy on the weak and compassion on the simple, that they may see, that they may come to the light and see the face of Jesus.
Let us be love. This is hard. To love our enemies. To forgive those who sin against us and trespass against us. And have patience for those that hate us. That they may come to the light. See the face of Jesus. Finally, let us live with one voice of kindness to all that come near, ready in faithfulness, always prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for your hope in this dark world, being long-suffering with those that are sinning before you, remembering once we were blind, but now we can see the light of Jesus. And let me conclude with this. It is spoken that the king of heavens will be like ten virgins, bridemaids, who took a lamp and went to meet the bridegroom on his return. Five foolish ones were weighed and found wanton, and five wise ones were servant and found watching. Be very careful then that you live, not as the unwise in the darkness of the day, but that as the wise in the light until he returns, living and shining for him before man to come to the light and be saved, because the days are evil and dark. Jesus warns us, watch therefore, for you do not know the hour that the Lord is coming. May he find you ready. May he find you watching. And may he find you shining the light of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, where do we go? We can only go to you, Lord, for you are the giver of light from the beginning. You have given light to us, Lord, to shine. We know that we live in dark times and people are looking for someone. Let us shine our light, Lord, that they can see Jesus. Let us shine our light that they can see Jesus again and again and again. Let us be a church on top of a hill, Lord, that they can be seen and come to this light and have comfort and have peace and know that you are there. And in Jesus' name, let us find us, find us watching, Lord, that we may shine to all that come before us. In Jesus' name, amen.